Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn. And for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we will be finding out about a brand new program called the North Coast Trailhead Ambassadors. This is a program created and administered by the Oregon Coast Visitors Association. And today, I have on the phone Erica Sears. Erica is the Destination Management Coordinator for the Oregon Coast Visitors Association. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Donna. Thanks for having me on today. Well, I'm very happy to have you on. There is some background music playing, but probably that will go away, I think. But uh, So it's a gorgeous sunny day here in Astoria, and uh, you are in Pacific City, more or less. And how is it there? It's great. It was really blue skies. It's a little bit overcast now, but, you know, things come and go and change on the coast. So fingers crossed it'll be sunny (laughs) this afternoon. Good, good. Well, you know, Erica, before we start talking about the Oregon Coast Business Association and this brand new program, which utilizes volunteers here on the coast, the North Coast Trail and Ambassadors, let's explore your background. And with for the listening audience, let's learn a little bit about Erica Sears, please. Sure. Yeah. So I am from and I live in Tierra del Mar, which is just about a mile north of Pacific City. Um, Yeah, I have grown up on the coast and my family is here. Um, What to say? I love long walks on the beach (laughs) with my dog, um, Huckleberry, and a good IPA. Um, But really, I love, love living on the Oregon coast and I feel so lucky every day that I get to work for and with the Oregon Coast, um, both in my job and in some volunteer opportunities that I partake in. And you have traveled, actually, around the world. I remember when you were hired. How many years have you been with Oregon Coast Business Association now? Uh, Just a little over two years. Mm -hmm. And I think that interview was done on the phone because you were in Europe at the time. So you've you've traveled and done some pretty interesting things before you came to to ACFA or Oregon Coasters Association. Yeah, I think um, I definitely did. I did that interview at like midnight in Paris. Um, (laughs) But we did the interview. It was great. And I think, um, you know, traveling and living abroad in different countries for a couple of years definitely gave me a lot of perspective, um, both in kind of the tourism economy. And I know when you grow up somewhere, like on the Oregon coast, you kind of take it for granted. And then you move away and you realize, you know, I've been to, you know, Machu Picchu in Peru and I've been to Palau and really incredible places, but there truly is nowhere like the Oregon coast. Um, so I was happy to come home and still think this is the most beautiful place in the world to live. And, of course, a lot of folks have been worried about the Oregon coast being loved to death or, you know, just too much tourism. And, and of course, we know that now the pandemic has affected that and there is not the amount of tourism. But let's talk about what has been the mission of the Oregon Coast Visitors Association and what do you do there in your role as destination management coordinator. And then we'll talk about how that's changed because of the situation that we're being currently. So um, the Oregon Coast Visitors Association, or OXA, is a coastal nonprofit, and our role is to manage and market tourism along the entire Oregon coast. Um, So incredibly enough, we do that with a pretty small team. We are five people, 
Um, we have a destination development team that works on kind of visitor experience products like water trails and mountain bike trails, the Oregon Coast Trail, um, you know, these things that kind of attract people to the coast and then keep them here for overnight. Uh, we also have a marketing department that does really cool marketing campaigns, very specific. Um, you know, we have targeted audiences for that. We also have a global sales person who um, is not doing a lot right now in the global sales realm due to COVID. However, she goes to Australia, Germany, um, Canada, really these audiences that are outdoor enthusiasts are the kind of people that we generally attract to the coast. Um, and then you have my director, Marcus Hins, and I do a lot more of the community side and global strategic partnerships. Um, so I have the honor of working with our different communities along the coast to understand some of the challenges and the dreams that they have for interacting or interacting with visitors or managing tourism. Um, so our the vision of the Oregon Coast Visitors Association is always a pleasure to say is a coastal utopia for all. Um, I think it's important to just mention that because for all means both the visitors that come here, but the people that live here and the animals that live here and the natural resources that we have here. So it's a pretty big vision to work towards, um, but I think that's what keeps all of us motivated and passionate in our roles. Yes, and it's a large region, 363 miles, the Oregon coast. Yes. And <laughs> yeah, it is. You, um, it's Go ahead. I was going to say, it feels like a very big region. Um, before the pandemic happened, My um, I work along the entire Oregon coast, so I was driving so much, you know, getting to meet people and going to different events. Um, but now that I've been in my little beach cabin for months now, <laughs> I just want to go back out there and see the South Coast and um, be able to drive along it again. But it is an incredible region to be working along and driving and hiking through. Yes, and there's a lot of Zoom going on right now, that's for sure. And and maybe we should tell folks that the Oregon Coast Visitors Association is one of the seven regions that Travel Oregon has established to represent them. So you're working with our state tourism agency. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for bringing that up. So we um, kind of are the liaison between Travel Oregon, which is the state tourism agency, um, and our local communities. So uh, most of our funding comes from Travel Oregon to do the work that we do. So we are certainly partners with them, and um, a lot of our programming reflects theirs. But we also represent the coastal communities to Travel Oregon. So sometimes saying, you know what, I think, you know, Astoria actually doesn't want any marketing right now during the summer. You know, they're looking for more destination management techniques. Um, so it's a very interesting role that we play. Sometimes it's kind of a soft role, but certainly important in representing our communities and residents' needs as well as these really high-tech, um, progressive programming coming from the state level. And one of the things that the Oregon Coast Visitors Association did, I think the first of any of the seven regions, was to establish um, a, um, a strategic advisory group with representatives from land managers, such as the Parks Department 
and the Bureau of Land Management and the Forest Service and, and state parks so that you holistically work within, uh, you know, so that you include everyone. And that's, you know, maybe the North Coast Land Conservancy and all of that. That's, and maybe you could explain a little bit about that before we start talking about how things have changed for ACVA because of the pandemic. Sure. Yeah. So the strategic advisory group is something that really attracted me to this position. Um, as we were just saying earlier, I was, you know, living in Paris. I am, have more of an environmental background and was like, oh, I would never work in tourism. <laughs> um, but then I learned about ACVA and specifically the strategic advisory group. So it is comprised of our state and federal land management agencies, like those that you mentioned, um, and so we meet up with them to learn about visitor impacts that they are facing on the ground um, in order to help us create stewardship messaging around those impacts. So, you know, people turning their backs on the ocean, um, people trying to save baby seals in the spring, littering, going off trail. Um, so that has been a really fun part of my job and having those partnerships built um, kind of before COVID-19 has also been helpful as we've seen state parks dealing with immense responsibility and stress due to closing down their parks. Um, and it looks like they will be needing extra support this summer as they're unable to hire on a lot of their seasonal staff. So um, we will talk about that uh, soon with the Trailhead Ambassador Program. Yes, and so the mission then has really been to bring responsible tourism to the Oregon coast which is obviously uh, one of the economic uh, drivers uh, in this, uh, many of these small towns on the coast. And so before the pandemic, there was a lot of pressure. A lot of local communities were saying, we don't need any more visitors in the summer. And then all of the marketing was changed to reflect that, to bring people in the winter in the, you know, and uh, whatever the marketing campaigns, all of that was changed. And, so, and that's kind of the way you all were uh, moving forward. And I'm assuming that's still happening. Although, how have you had to adjust what your mission is with ACFA as a result of COVID? Yeah. So, during COVID, this pandemic, it's been interesting our role in it. Um, you know, we're so fortunate on the coast that we have really strong DMOs, destination marketing or management organizations and chambers that have really been the ones interfacing directly with businesses that are navigating, um, you know, SBA loans, unemployment, as well as, you know, our SBDCs, business centers. So we haven't really been directly involved in a lot of those conversations, um, but more so listening in on these regional calls every week. And that's tough because, you know, when it comes to us, like, we want to be involved in everything and help everybody and get the resources out. But just sort of realizing where we are experts and where we are not has been a good learning exercise um, so that we're supporting those partners that are working on sort of the needs that are happening right now for our businesses that are navigating COVID-19. However, yes. due to that, we were like, so what, what can we be a part of? Like, what should we be working on? Um, so I have two examples. One is pretty tasty, and one is an experiment. Would you like to hear about them, Donna? I would love to hear about them, please. <laughs> um, so the tasty one is realizing that our local communities really have a great relationship with local food, but it could be strengthened. 
And so one way that we're doing that is we partnered with the Oregon Farmers Market Association um, to help get our coastal markets and actually any market in the state of Oregon to use an online platform. Um, what we're seeing is people really want to buy local food and support their local producers, but the older demographic um, understandably is concerned about going into a market and being in a crowd of people. So having this online marketplace where you could pre-order your food, um, eventually there will be delivery or shipping options is a way that we can connect our communities with local food right now. And in the long run, as visitors come to the Oregon coast and fall in love with it and have these products, the ability for them to be able to order it when they come home um, so that we start turning our lifelong visitors into lifelong customers. So that is happening right now. Um, uh, the coordinator's name is Melissa, and she's amazing. So she's been reaching out to different farmer's markets on the coast. Um, if, you are, if you are part of a farmer's market on the Oregon coast right now and you're not sure if your market is going online, I definitely recommend that you reach out to your market manager. Um, and see what you guys are doing in that space. The other exciting thing that we're doing, which I call an experiment, is a visitor widget. Um, so have you heard of a widget before, Donna, or does that just sound like a crazy word to you? I have heard of widgets, but there are different kinds of widgets. So I think we probably need to be more specific of what is the widget to which you refer. Sure. <laughs> Sure. I've mentioned it widget to people before, and they're like, what do you mean I need a wizard on my website? <laughs> um, so, yeah, visitor widget can be its essentially this little almost chart that can be placed on a website, um, and it can show the capacity of the restaurant sector in your city, the lodging and attractions like art galleries, gift shops, aquariums. So this is one of those examples of when the coronavirus first happened and things were shutting down, there was a lot of confusion. It was extremely confusing to know what was going on in each city and what their capacity was. So we had this widget technology developed in order to help us communicate to visitors that are coming out. They could look at the widget for Astoria and say, wow, there are there's only 10% capacity for lodging. Maybe I should plan to stay in Seaside, or I should understand that I might not be able to find a hotel if I go out there tonight. Or with the restaurant and food sector, understanding do different regulations. If there wasn't really a lot of capacity, um, that maybe people should plan to bring their own food and go shopping in Portland before they come out. So it's a little bit of an experiment because you know, it takes a while to develop software like that. And so by the time that it was developed, um, you know, the state already come up with like phase one guidelines, phase two guidelines. So it was a little bit confusing. Businesses did have a little bit of survey fatigue. Um, fortunately, our survey is very short. Like what, what type of business are you? What's your capacity? What would you like um, to, uh, for us to help you communicate? What I'm really excited about it is um, looking into the future. We have this technology set up. Astoria is using the widget. You can see it on um, their website. I'm totally grateful to David, Reed, and Regina Wilkie for helping us with this little test. Um, but really looking at this technology in case, and I hate to say it, but in case COVID spikes again in the fall, that we can easily install this again and quickly communicate to decision makers what's going on on the North Coast and what their capacity is right now in these different sectors. Um, 
the information can also be changed if we had some kind of natural disaster in the future, um, like extreme flooding, possibly a tsunami or an earthquake. It's just another way for us to quickly communicate what's actually going on on the ground. Um, and we've also talked about using it with parking capacity. So someday when the skies are clear again and we're not having a pandemic or a natural disaster, we could use it at these high destination spots like Oswald West, Fort Stevens, um, so that people could look at it and say, whoa, it's 10 a.m. in Oswald West. The parking lot is completely packed. Maybe I better plan on parking somewhere else. So um, we've just been working on that. It's been an exciting little experiment um, for sure. And people can access that, sounds like, through the Estuary Warrington Chamber of Commerce website. Yes, it's also on the Goonies website. I think that URL is goondocs.com. Um, so, yeah, you can check it out. I think Regina's still playing around with it a little bit on where exactly it will show up on the page. Um, but, yeah, you can see it on there. And the data um, is interactively. It changes as people update their own survey responses. So it should be all up to date and easy to change with what's actually going on. That's great. Thank you, Erica. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn, and today I'm talking with Erica Sears. She is the Destination Management Coordinator for the Oregon Coast Visitors Association, and we've been talking about how they have changed their mission, their focus uh, due to the pandemic and what's happening along the entire 363 miles of the Oregon coast. They also have a brand new program, the North Coast Trailhead Ambassadors, and you could be one. You could volunteer for that. So, Erica, please tell us what is the North Coast Trailhead Ambassadors Program? Why did it come about? Who are you working with? And what do we need to know about that program, please? Sure. So, the Ambassador Program, we actually kind of stole the idea from the Gorge that has successfully done this for a couple of years. Um, but essentially, it's using locals to be at these busy trailheads and just communicate in a friendly way to visitors um, information about that trail. In the gorge, they use an example of a trail ambassador being there and saying, hey, we're so excited you want to go on this hike today. I noticed you're wearing flip-flops. Um, this is an eight-mile long trail, and there's snow at the end. <laughs> so, um, you know, we don't necessarily have snow on our trails, but it is important for people to know, hey, maybe a stroller won't make it on this trail. Um, heads up, there are dory boats that land on this beach. They come flying 20 feet up this beach. Keep an eye on them when you're hanging out um, in this area. So this program on the coast started last year. We had kind of a soft launch. It was developed through a partnership um, with the North Coast Tourism Management Network. Um, we definitely learned some lessons, and we identified three sites to kind of pilot this area, and those will be the same three sites that we're doing this summer, and that is at Oswald West, Rockaway Beach, and Cape Kaiwanda. The big change this year is that we have partnered with the Trail Keepers of Oregon. This is a really incredible nonprofit, if you haven't heard of it before. Um, they really work in a successful and fun way with volunteers on trail maintenance around the state and trail stewardship around the state. Um, specifically on the Oregon coast, they have partnered with us to maintain the Oregon Coast Trail, and now they're helping us develop a more robust Trailhead and Beach Ambassador program. What is really cool and how they have kind of pivoted due to COVID is in the past, 
at the beginning of the summer, you would have this big training event. Everybody would be in one room. You'd give a presentation. What does it mean to be a trail ambassador? How do you set up for the day? What do the logistics look like? Um, obviously, due to COVID, that's not possible. So they switched to an online training. So you watch a video, you take a little quiz, watch a video, take a quiz. Um, what's really exciting about that is as we look at volunteer opportunities on the Oregon coast, um, we see that locals have been very supportive of this program, but it's really been a lot of second homeowners that have been interested in actually volunteering. And I think that's a really unique thing to look at is when we look at volunteer opportunities and we look at tourism, people love this place as if they also lived here and maybe they do with their own house. But it's really important to bring them into the fold of volunteering. Um, that is what we are working on doing. Through the North Coast Tourism Management Network, network there was um, gracious funding by Travel Oregon as well as chambers on the North Oregon coast. And with that funding, we were able to hire a trail ambassador coordinator named Kyla. She is incredible and energetic and amazing. So if you're interested at volunteering at one of those sites or you have another site that you would like um, to possibly have a trail ambassador program at, you can email Kyla at trailambassador at thepeoplescoast.com. And, of course, the reason for establishing this kind of program in the Gorge was because they had such high visitation numbers and local people um, and others were very concerned about uh, resources and, and the stewardship of the resources and impacts, negative impacts from just too much visitation. And so the goals of the North Coast Trail and Ambassadors uh, are changing visitor behavior to promote public safety and the sustainability and respect of our coastal natural resources, provide opportunities for locals to share their knowledge and have positive interactions with visitors, and to use the stewardship messaging, action team's messaging to continue pre-trip communications while people are actually recreating on the coast, and then to redirect visitors to lesser known and less impacted state parks. How does that feel to you in terms of goals that are being embraced by the tourism industry and by local um, organizations and entities. Yeah, that is certainly our goals, and it really makes sense. I think a lot of times, um, even just being a local myself, hearing people close to me just saying, like, oh, these visitors, like, why are they all, con you know, why are there so many of them at this beach, and there's, like, all this empty space, space a mile down, or oh, visitors always do this really annoying thing, you know, they do that on purpose, why do they do that? I think the reality is people um, don't know that they're doing something wrong if they've never been taught that. Um, I think sometimes we take for granted the fact that when you grew up on the coast or you've lived here for a long time, you know not to turn your back on the ocean. You know some of these activities and you know the proper way to do them. So this is an opportunity for us to kindly work with visitors and bring them um, you know, on board with us on this is what it means to live on the Oregon coast and play here safely and responsibly. And so we're going to to take this opportunity to work with you to do that instead of, you know, pointing fingers at someone and being like, you don't know what you're doing. You shouldn't be here. Um, and maybe the first time they've ever seen the Pacific Ocean and what a magical moment for them. Um, so as locals, it's, it's a really great opportunity for us to be a part of that experience in a positive way. 
Yes, the North Coast Trail at Ambassadors not only wants to keep visitors safe and the environment to preserve our beautiful natural environment, to educate people, but also keep our wildlife safe. And those are really important things when we have visitors, like you say, who maybe don't understand how you interact with our fragile ecosystem here on the Oregon coast. So the program with volunteers is supposed to run from Memorial Day weekend through mid-September, prioritizing weekends, correct? Yes. Yep. And is there already one open now at Oswald West? Yeah, so Kyla has started setting up at Oswald West. Um, we are still just trying to get a few of um, a few of the T's crossed and I's dotted, if you will, with state parks. Obviously, they've gone through an incredible several months, so um, they have a lot of staff shifting going on. So we're trying to be supportive of them um, and once we have all the paperwork done, you should see some people popping up at Cape Kaiwanda and Rockaway Beach, as well as Oswald West. And we just have a few minutes left, Erica. So I would love for you to let people know anything else about this wonderful program where people can volunteer through the summer, um, however that works out, by getting in touch with the trail, uh, trail ambassadors at thepeoplescoast.com. And if you Google it, it just, it'll come up and take you there, too. Um, to, to help educate our visitors and also our locals. We all can learn more about the environment we're living in. So what else would you like listeners to know about this wonderful program that you've partnered with Trail Keepers of Oregon on? It's brand new, the North Coast Trailhead Ambassadors and, uh, and a beach ambassadors, too. Obviously, the beach, the trailheads, you know, it encompasses all of that. So what do you think? Yeah, so um, like you just mentioned, um, and I guess just backing up a little bit, I feel like we're living in a really tough time. Even before coronavirus started, there just seems to be a lot of conflict and frustration and anger, whether that's with politics, um, you know, visitors versus locals. There, there's just so many issues that come up, and I think the coronavirus, um, this kind of break in time has given us a moment to breathe and especially those of us on the coast to just remember how fortunate we are to live here and breathe in that ocean air and listen to the birds and be able to hike in our backyards. So there are so many ways that we can give back once life starts moving on. Um, and that could be volunteering with the trailhead and beach ambassadors on the North coast. That could also be volunteering with a number of amazing organizations like the Trail Keepers of Oregon, Coast Watch, Solve, local watershed councils. Um, but if that's not for you, I would just still encourage you to find a way that you can show your love and appreciation for the Oregon coast and the people that live here, whether that's just, you know, learning what tribal lands you're standing on when you're looking at your favorite view of the sunset that's buying local instead of running over to Costco or out to the Valley. There are a number of ways that we can be supportive um, during tough times. And I think we are seeing a lot of our coastal communities come together during this strange break. Um, so yeah, I would just encourage everyone out there to do some soul searching, I'm not trying to sound super, you know, woo woo here, but <laughs> we are so lucky and fortunate to live here. Um, and it's just important to show why we love living here um, as coastal locals. Yes, well said, Erica, because 
we want to be kind to uh, our ourselves, to each other, to the wildlife, to our ecosystems, and to try to find some sort of balance. We're we're we're, we're also out of balance in 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 many ways, and to try to find some balance with our visitors and um, and the economy and preservation of our natural resources. So the Oregon Coast Visitors Association is very forward-thinking, and thank you so much for your important work. And I would encourage everyone to think about becoming a trail ambassador on the north coast of Oregon. And you can just Google trail ambassador um, Oregon Coast, and you will be taken to the Oregon Coast Visitors Association website. Thank you so much, Erica, for making time for this phone call today. Thank you so much, Donna. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Continue the good work, and I uh, I hope that uh, I get a chance to meet Kyla, and um, we're lucky that she's coordinating these these ambassadors and this program because I do think we will see uh, more visitation certainly than we have you know recently. That's just inevitable. It's going to happen. So, thank you again for all you're doing, and I want to thank everyone who listens to Coast Community Radio. Thank you all so much for your continuing support and helping create this community radio station, which informs, reflects, and helps create the environment we live in here. Um, thank you so much, Graham and Nevada, for doing taking care of the technology this morning. And my gratitude to local talented banjo instructor Michael Brun for his original theme music for this program. Until next week, find a moment today. Well, let's just take that moment right now, and let's all take a very deep breath. So good for body, mind, and spirit. And then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you. For doing the best you can for being here now in this moment on the amazing planet we call Earth.